0: We received more details on the James book Knight situation. PJ Washington does not get a contract extension, but more importantly, we can put a bad off season behind us with the regular season starting tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. Let's discuss all that today on Locked On Hornets. We're locked on Hornets part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day in the minute. we live. We live. We live. <laughs> Thanks for making us your first listen. It's Locked On Hornets. You can catch us wherever you get your podcast. That includes YouTube. Also, want to give a quick shout out to Prize Picks. Thank you for being a client with us as well. We always appreciate the support from Prize Picks as well. And if you go into Prize Picks, enter prizepicks.com, they will match up to $100 what you put into it. So it's very nice stuff from Prize Picks. We appreciate them being a partner with us here on Locked On Hornets. Thanks to Doug for helping me out as well. We can expect some every Hornets box score stuff from Doug, I believe. So you can catch more of his work at every When is that going to be dropping? I know you wanted to do another episode. I also know you had some other things in the works. You're I looked at YouTube last night. Saw you did a little short YouTube video. Like you're, did, you're the man, man behind the social media stuff. You're rocking and rolling baby. What all do you have? For
1: well, us? I did a little locked on Hornets OT kind of short thing on YouTube. It's I think I'm going to use it as a vehicle to get out all of the thoughts that I want to say. And I, either forget i didn't write it down or you won't let me say it i'm just going to really like (laughs) let that be a place youtube shorts where i get the stage all to myself you're welcome to you have the account information you can also do the same thing walker i'll leave that to you but yeah lots of exciting things going on at everyhornetsboxscore.com uh, I'm going to do my first game stream for Let's Save the Hornets, where I go on to NBA 2K and try to keep the 1991-92 Charlotte Hornets from uh, moving to New Orleans in 10 years. I only have 10 years to do it. We'll see what happens. Do you, uh,
0: you I'm mean 2000-2001? You, you had them well, leaving I, 10 years earlier.
1: But the 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 NBA my era's mode on 2K starts okay. you with that 91 92 season, so gotcha. I have 10 years to keep the franchise from moving to New Orleans. So I start my journey tomorrow. You can check that on uh, on the YouTube channel, Every Hornets Box Score, and then yeah, we're gonna record a new episode of the podcast. So lots going on, busy day. Oh, also the Hornets play tomorrow. To, well, really tonight if you're if you're watching this on Wednesday, right.
0: So I'm glad we can really try to put the off season behind us as much as possible. It's, it's so, Best we can. I
1: loved your energy in the cold open, by the way, love it. I don't know how real it is, but you seemed very happy.
0: To, to actually move it, to, to move yep. on from it. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm not happy with the details on the book night stuff. <laughs> that, right. That was, no. I felt like I matched the energy, the melancholy energy, then no PJ Washington extension, kind of neutral tone. And then boom, off season over, regular season, actual basketball—it's here, and I know you're excited about some regular season basketball as well.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, sports is fun. I mean, that, it, this should be. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of not fun stuff has happened to this organization, and I understand that. And if you want, if you want to sit in that, if you want to just bathe in all of that completely <laughs> on, on opening night, that's that's your prerogative. I, I'm going to try my best. Uh, to to separate the artists from the art and the organization from the art and, and enjoy some basketball tonight.
0: I thought you said fart intentionally, so I'm glad we, we won't move on. We'll, we'll, we won't we will say that. All right, let's get to the book night updates. We actually got some from Rod Boone. It came in around 10 a.m. this morning. I saw some of the updates were taking place with Rod Boone, writing of, uh, the, for the Charlotte Observer, the Hornets beat writer. He wrote this. Additional details from a police report on Charlotte Hornets guard James Booknight's arrest from Sunday shows he was found unconscious in his car in an uptown parking deck. And he did have a gun. He was charged with driving while impaired, according to Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office. The arrest records did show that. So according also to the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Report, Booknight was found just before 1 a.m. in that multi-story parking garage connection to apartments, a grocery store, and the Stonewall Station light rail stop. So police radio communications they obtained from Broadcastify, just to give them some credit. They indicate first responders from Medic, Charlotte Fire, And CMPD attempted to rouse Booknight and have him open the locked car. When officers ran his car's tag and ownership information, they learned Booknight was the owner and that he had a pending concealed carry permit. Open carry is allowed under North Carolina law, in case you're not from here, in cases where the gun is considered legal and the person is not banned from having a firearm. Now, I know that was a lot. I just wanted to get that right. That was from Rod, Bur- uh, Rod Boone, um, r- literally, exactly from that verbatim, what he wrote in the Charlotte Observer. What do these details show to you, Doug? Is there anything different that we learned here? I th- I don't think we really touched on the gun that was also in the car. We did not talk about the pending permit um, for you know in order for him to be able to carry um, the concealed, uh, excuse me, to be able to carry that weapon, anything that you got from Rod Boone's updates.
1: Um, well, I mean, it seems like it was a scary situation. The fact that they had to, um, expend that, the, that kind of resource, uh, to get him awake in his car. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think we're going to get more details on this, uh, one would imagine. Um, but it seems like, uh, you know, this is a, a scary situation uh, for for Book Night, and it's a scary situation because he's behind the wheel and and you know allegedly uh, under the influence. Which can it, we don't know if he was driving before this, uh, if he had planned to drive after yeah. this before falling asleep, and that's that's dangerous for everyone, for himself, uh, for for uh, anyone out on the roads um, in in Charlotte, and so. You know, it's it's a bad situation. I, I don't expect it to get much better. Um, but we haven't heard anything from the team to this point on it, other than a no comment. They are still trying to gather more information. Rod Boone seems to be doing a good job of gathering more information. I'll be interested to see if the Hornets can gather some more information on this.
0: Yeah, as the Hornets gather more, we'll see if they comment on it. They have not commented on it, but th- they did. But they said, we're not going to have any further comment after understanding the sincerity and the severity of everything that's taken place. You know, looking at this just real quickly, I, it, I understanding James Knight has a pattern of reckless driving. We've seen this right now. This is the second offense that he got hit with in just a week's worth of time. You know, he also had, I believe he has a pending court case based off something that took place even just about a week ago. Well, there were four,
1: there were, yeah, there were four total citations since November of 2021, including one on October 10th of this year. So yeah, there's a pattern.
0: There, Yeah, there's a pattern. Not a pattern. Also, we yeah. should
1: say that we should not a pattern of driving while well under the influence. I think all those yeah. four citations reckless were driving. for reckless driving. But there's a pattern of being reckless. And, and, and a lot of these were speeding like well above the speed limit. You know, we're talking 165 kind of thing. Endangering himself, endangering others, and not following the rules.
0: Yeah, I... I don't know what's going on with James Booknight. I don't know why this has continued. The fact that there's more, I think that's the thing that the Hornets can be held accountable for a little bit here as to the covering of it up, which it doesn't, I mean, you know, again, I don't know how much this should have been made public by the Hornets, but I, if they were giving them help enough, then you would hope that this would stop. So the fact that the Booknight You know, still playing, right? We didn't have any answers from the organization as to why James Booknight was still on the team. Was it enough for them to decide to move on from? This seems to be a big one here. And I don't know if he was trying to sleep off a a night out before he was actually about to drive. It doesn't really matter when you have a gun in the car. And I don't know if the keys were in the ignition. I didn't read that in those specific details. We just know that he was in the car, that he was unconscious, that he had a gun in the car. All pretty damn scary especially being in a public place like a parking deck so do with that what you will we just know that there have been quite a few instances that have taken place with james booknight since he was on the charlotte hornets roster the fact that you have four yeah it's it's a lot and i just don't know exactly what's going to take place we do know that he was on the official roster for this game by the way we have not heard any disciplinary action taking place
1: he's not on the injury report or he's not listed as, you know, suspended or will not play or anything like that. So, yeah, we don't have any more information, but the, you know, Clifford will have to answer questions uh, before the game tonight. So, you know, we'll probably get more information then. Uh, but I just want to go back to something you said, you know, good cover up. I don't think that I don't think the team covered anything up. It's not their responsibility to, to broadcast that. Uh, the, these yeah. kinds of th- th- when this incident happened, which was picked up uh, by TMZ and several others, then, then that's, you know, like, I don't think Rod Boone's spending all day combing the Mecklenburg County arrest records, just searching like Hornets players' names. (laughs) Although they may, you know, Charlotte Observer should maybe consider hiring someone uh, on staff to start Anybody looking
0: for work, they have a new part-time position open with the Observer.
1: Yeah, it might, it might be worth that. Uh, But, uh, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't doing that. But then when this happens, yeah, the natural thing then is to go and find and see if there's more information. So that's why all of this is coming up. But what I think the organization does have to answer for is, is why this pattern of behavior continued and why it seems like now when you add Miles Bridges and Montrezl Harrell, that there is now a, a pattern that extends to multiple players. What's going on within the organization, uh, you, you know, culturally, uh, That is that, that is – I don't know is there something that's fostering this kind of behavior we don't they they have to say something so that we can then make that you know make that argument one way or the other
0: yeah. And I hope I wasn't trying to you know, like Hornets were hard at work trying to cover everything up, but this happened four times. And at least that we know of, and I imagine the Hornets knew about it. I, you know, like I imagine that they did know themselves about this and I'm not saying they should have called up all the media heads and said, Hey, this is what's taking place. With James book Knight. That's why I kind of mentioned, I don't know if they had any responsibility to let everybody know. I just imagine they did. And this is still occurring with James book Knight. It can't be something that they love. <laughs> I do know that it's, not like the organization is thrilled about this taking place with book night we do we, we I think we can safely assume that
1: well and I think just really quickly, I think a fair question for the organization is A, did you know about these offenses? Did they influence James Book Knight's playing time last season? Did they factor in at all into James Borrego's decision uh, not to play him in certain aspects? Because that would, yeah. you know, it's not going to reframe my idea of James Borrego as head coach and what they accomplished last season and whether or not he should be fired. But But I think it would be unfair for people to say, Oh, well, you know, James Borrego just completely, you know, uh, hosed James Book by, by not playing him. If they had some of this information and they were like, look, you know, there's, there's some things going on behind the scenes, then, then I think that's worth, that's worth understanding.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to look at some other stuff here. I'll look at some stuff, you know, later on um, with James Booknight. But I was trying to go back to last year. You mentioned you wonder if any of this influenced James Brego's decision to not play him. I was going to try to do some research on that. So maybe I can do that during a brief break. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.
1: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: Let's talk about PJ Washington. He did not get a contract extension past the deadline. So he, among players like Cam Johnson, a couple of others, did not receive that extension. So we'll see how it all plays out in free agency the following season. Let's talk about prize picks, though. Prize picks is a daily fantasy app. And here's how it works: you can pick two to five players, and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times on your money on any entry, not competing against other people. That's not what you're doing. It's just you voting. Versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. That includes things like the NBA, NFL, MLB. You can can go all the way down to men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, eSports, tennis, boxing, disc golf, your favorite Doug, Euro basketball, cricket, everybody's favorite, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You have safe and fast withdrawals. And you can currently go uh, operate that website from 30 different states, even Canada as well. So download the PrizePix app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% uh, instant deposit matchup to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks gets you 50 You get the deal. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up, though, for an instant deposit match all the way up to $100. No extension for PJ. We'll talk about that coming up next. Locked on Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets, and just that I showed any kind of vulnerability. You, yeah! You I just, think not is just going to jump. You
1: are over the it. gazelle limping yeah. through the African <laughs> safari. I'm in the
0: mud. I'm in. I'm in some sticky yeah, mud. You I are the hippo stuck
1: in yeah. the mud. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: and I'm about to just get destroyed by Nas or by Nas. <laughs> by Nas. By Nas. <laughs> He's going to come out with me a rap battle. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen today. We always appreciate that. I'll make your second listen, Game to Game, NBA. you got to write that time. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On, Game to Game. Covers every game across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Lockdown NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. You know, I did want to mention one other thing with James Booknight. I was kind of looking up some of the things about James Brego, some of the reasons as to they were giving publicly why they didn't play James Booknight. What I did stumble across, though, too, and this is not any new information, but something maybe we haven't really touched on nearly as much. It's really about three years ago. So I'm reading an article from David Borges of the New Haven Register talking about how James Booknight applied to be enrolled in an accelerated pre-trial rehab program. And that was stemming from charges resulting from an on-campus incident. On September 27th, his case then had been continued up until November 18th. And so the program is a court diversionary program that if book night were to successfully complete on time, this is real time reading this three years ago, that that could have got his charges dismissed. And so when you're just talking about the rehab program here and then it happens again, right, with book night where you see him get a DWI like that's the part that makes you feel a little worried for James Booknight the person that's where you're kind of hoping he gets help and this is stuff that's really unfortunate for the Charlotte Hornets to experience this again but this is something that has been a pattern not only the reckless driving right but now here you are having to enter a rehab program and then you get you know you, you you have this arrest that everybody finds out about after the DWI where you're found unconscious in a parking deck with a gun in your lap. There there are, there are real problems here, and I, I do hope he's okay.
1: A hundred percent. I mean uh, nothing but empathy for James Booknight sure. at this point. You know, and if he needs if he does indeed need help, I hope that he gets it, and I hope that people around the organization and and his his people uh, are are actively working on getting him um, the 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 help that he needs. And the other piece of this, I think we we have to understand, like the there are like immense pressures with, that go along with this job, and, and and immense emotions, highs and lows, disappointments. He was disappointed uh, by it, uh, him falling in the draft. He was disappointed uh, by uh, how you know that first season went, and, and so. You know, this, for someone that is battling something, I, w- I would never recommend to anyone battling any kind of mental or substance issue, uh, get, get, you know, an NBA contract. <laughs> it's a, pre- two, a lot of pressure, a lot of money. Those two things don't uh, necessarily uh, work with those kind of issues.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tough. All right, let's talk about P.J. Washington. Speaking of NBA contracts, P.J. did not get an extension, and so now he is due to be a restricted free agent next year where the Hornets are going to have the ability to match, but you do have to wonder what that sheet would come in, right? You do have to wonder, okay, the Miles Bridges situation before – he was arrested for felony domestic violence. PJ Washington um, was kind of hoping to have that same on-court ascent as Miles Bridges, where he was able to, at one time, come in with the expectation that he was going to get $30 million. I don't expect PJ Washington to enhance his game so much that he'll be worth $30 million per season. But I do think PJ, especially with the – look, by the way, like I – I want to make the joke that you have to talk about the salary spike coming up for the NBA if you want to talk about any of these contracts. So no matter how much the contract is, every NBA analyst is, hey, guys, look, this is going to look like steel once that salary cap rises. Uh, It doesn't matter DeAndre Hunter. That was a ton of money. Hey, keep in mind, this is pretty decent. It's going to look just fine. Like, it's just it's just funny to me. Every single contract comes with a piece of analysis that the NBA salary cap is indeed going to rise with the new TV deal. It's in every bullet you read about every contract signed. So, Uh, gotta gotta
1: keep it in mind. I mean that that contract that Brandon Clark signed. I was reading uh, some estimates. You know, thirteen million dollars a year. That could be mid level exception money. Mid level exception money for for regardless.
0: Yeah, regardless.
1: Yeah. Right. For context right now, Cody Martin's deal is like mid-level exception. So Brandon Clark's new deal is going to look like Cody Martin's current deal.
0: So Brandon Clark, I think, got something like 13 million and it was four for 52, something like that. So that one, that one's low. PJ Washington is certainly going to get more than that, in my opinion, because the agents are also going to have this rise in their mind, too, when they're negotiating. I Look, I wanted the Hornets to get something done. We all know my love for PJ. I don't want him to go all in, get better at defense, shoot well from three-point land again, because he's always been a good shooter. Last year, I think it dipped a little bit, but I can totally see him shooting 38 to 40% from three this year. That's well within his ability on top of all the awesome defense. So if that takes place, right, raises the level again. He's already a good defender raises the three point percentage, two point percentage is close to what it was last year that had improved from his sophomore campaign, man, like I could see this, you know, approaching 20. And so if that's the case, was there a chance for you to take care of PJ Washington before he had restricted free agency and other franchises drove that price up? That's my question to you, Doug
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all about the risks for both the organization and the player. You know, if the if p j signs now, you get some security, but you risk. Uh, that you do have that kind of um, explosive output, and then you could have demanded more on the free market. From the organization's perspective, I think the risk was pretty clear uh, that you haven't really seen PJ Washington, especially on the offensive end. Yes, on the defensive end, he's become a much better defender, but nobody was talking about him in terms of like, you know, uh, defensive player of the year. Maybe that happens this season, uh, but that would be a big jump. Uh, offensively, he's been pretty flat. And, and he, now, An argument in favor of of PJ in that situation would be, well, yes, but he was like, you know, third, fourth option, fifth option sometimes. Well, now he'll get an opportunity to be featured much more uh, because there aren't as many players vying for the ball this year than there were last year. So I think from the organization's perspective, it's like, well, let's see, let's see if he gets more, you know, more opportunities on the offensive end. Can he actually increase his production or not? And then we'll decide. Okay, let's invest long term. The other thing is. Th- there's a risk that you give him that money and then you do want to tear things down and go for, you know, a rebuild situation. And yeah. it makes it slightly more difficult to move him, e- even if you do sign him to a deal that would be attractive to, you know, a mid-level deal under the new uh, the new salary structure. It still makes someone more difficult when they have three, four years on their contract.
0: Yeah, and also you have to wonder if the Hornets just don't really know what they want to do right now.
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> i mean nobody knows i don't yeah. know that the hornets know they certainly haven't indicated no. we haven't gotten any indication from steve clifford as to what the expectations are for this season we've gotten very vague sometimes contradictory information from the general manager mitch Kupchak, who we didn't even know would be the general manager until like the last day we could know that <laughs> at the end of last season so like Yeah, there's so much up in the air. There is no clear direction. And so I think a move move to extend PJ would just add more confusion at this point.
0: Well, yeah. And I know that you're going to be, tra- you have to match the salaries, obviously. That's what the ESPN trade machine makes you do. We all understand that concept. But maybe you try to get somebody with a, you know, one year contract. So if you do the whole Russell Westbrook trade thing, right? And then you send out Terry Rogier, Gordon Hayward, you try to get him off of the books, you get Terry, Gordon, any combination, whatever. And then you feel like you have more money to work with to give to PJ Washington. Remember, this is also the last year of dead money you are paying to Nick Batum and what is unprecedented dead money paying him like 9 million dollars a year well, to do absolutely well, nothing.
1: Just for people that don't know uh that when they waived Nick Batum which caused the stretch, you know, the the money to to uh, mm-hmm. be uh put out over a couple of years, 9 million dollars this season. They waived him so that they could sign Gordon Hayward
0: yeah, it's fantastic, and now they're trying to figure out a way to get off of it, um, or or maybe not. I don't know. That that was the hypothetical scenario. If you do, then that gives you more money to give to PJ, and possibly go after a star to put on Lamelo. Like I don't, I am interested in how quick a potential rebuild could take place, Doug. And maybe that's a separate. That that actually seems like a bigger topic. So I'll leave that alone for now. I will say, in the grand scheme of things, I think PJ even if you paid him quite a bit of money i the, the guy that can shoot threes is always going to be valuable on a team that has two or three stars where pj's not going to be a top 3 guy on any contending team right i'm not i don't i don't think that my value with him lies in being someone that doesn't need the basketball and can defend at a high level and can play so many different positions so i if you tank and you get Wembenyama then keep P.J. Washington, then Lamello, Weminyama, P.J., it's a good start to bring in something else too, right? You know, if you if you don't tank and you're still trying to go for this, I just think P.J. fits a lot of different scenarios, whether you're trying to lose this year and then win in the future, whether you're trying to re- win right now. That's why I, I think P.J. fits a ton of different scenarios, identities. I, he, he can fit a lot of different ways.
1: Just to give you those numbers, so in his rookie season, uh, his usage percentage was 17.5%. His points-per-shot attempts was 109. That was 27th. Pretty good usage uh, for the minutes that he played, uh, 27th percentile, so way below average in points-per-shot attempt. Pretty re, pretty much the exact same numbers as second season. Now, last season, his usage went way down to mm-hmm. 14.8%, which was 36th percentile. His points-per-shot attempt went up 118 Uh, points per shot attempt that's 50th percentile went way up but still average so you know do you want to give four years to a player that needs the ball less so that he can be more efficient i think that's that's a big question now a record number of teams extended rookies from his class. And I think the TV deal has a lot to do with that because there are a lot of contending teams that are thinking, Hey, why not? Or, or plan to contend. Why not just, you know, go ahead and and do that. Uh, But some of those contracts will not work out because even if it's a good deal relative to the salary structure, if that player doesn't improve, then it's still, you know, 13, 15 million that's sitting as dead weight on your books that you've got to work around when you're talking about signing other players. Again, all that contingent on on if you're contending, which we don't know that the Hornets will be doing.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't look like it right now, but we'll see exactly what's in store for the Hornets as the season goes on and as we start to see some decisions roll in. All right, coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, let's talk about the rotation. PJ Washington, a lock to be a part of the rotation. Clifford talked about him playing 28, 30 minutes a night right now. I could even see him playing more. But what are some of the surprises you might expect to see that we'll try to get out in front of? We'll get to that in just a moment. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.
1: This is Locked on Hornets. So wait a minute. Do we value players that forget plays all of a sudden? I thought we were, <laughs> we loved LeBron James because he remembered he could cite to you every single play from every game he's ever played in. Now, all of a sudden we like players who have no idea what happened on the previous play. I don't think you want him to play scared, right?
0: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So I'm just now seeing that you put the B costume picture out on our Twitter, uh, <laughs> handle as a, Horton, ske- Black it was
1: a tweet. scheduled tweet. I couldn't stop. Thank I tried you. to pull it back. I couldn't stop. It. Oh, I I'm scheduled.
0: sure you did. Yeah. Not only is this out on Twitter also, I, this, how many places do you have this picture of me in the B costume? Because I also know it's on your soundboard or something like that. Uh, it's right? in
1: my office. It's in my bathroom. So I have a picture of it in the shower. Uh, It's a great picture. I think you should put it on your LinkedIn. I think it should be your profile picture. I just not not only
0: not only are my smiles already awkward when I am told I am going to be getting a picture taken, but then you throw a bee costume on it all, and then it just goes to hell.
1: Uh, Five thousand YouTube subscribers, and I will dress up as Grandmama. um, And that is different
0: from his hoodie, by the way. He's talking about actual. Yeah, I've got a
1: Grandmama hoodie. Uh, Shout out, Mike. Forget me this hoodie, my buddy. Uh, But. Love no, you, I Mike. will actually dress like Grandma at 5,000. I think we're going to do it. Uh, I think we're going to do it this season. Uh, it's going to be a little tougher if the Hornets aren't contending, but I still I believe in the power of people that are watching this podcast or listening to this podcast right now. I believe in you. I believe in the power of you to go out and tell another Hornets fan, Hey, listen. You're a Hornets fan. That's not going to change this season, regardless of what happens. And it might be a rough season. But, hey, we should all be in this together and have a little fun. And that's what we're going to do on this show. Regardless of the record, this show will remain fun.
0: Speaking of fun, we got some trivia. I got some trivia. Trivia is always fun. It's my favorite. All right, what's the trivia question you got for me, Doug?
1: So I saw uh, that the NBA is celebrating uh, the number of international players that are currently on rosters in the NBA. In fact, I think it's the first time in back-to-back seasons that they've had 120 international players. Just every year, it just sets a record because more and more international players are, are entering uh, the draft and getting drafted and, and working their way up through the systems, right? Okay. So the Hornets feature two international players on the current you know, day one roster. Who are they?
0: Whew, man, why I don't know why. I mean, is Kai Jones one? Being from the Bahamas,
1: that is correct. Yes, the nation of the Bahamas, Kai Jones. Give me the fanfare. There you go, Kai <laughs> okay, Jones. That's thank one. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, I that mean, was the hard one. Ju- the easy one. Well, they. I mean, well, they just brought in Theo Maladon from France.
1: That's so, correct. Yeah, that is the but second but one,
0: right? Yeah, Kai Jones was the one though that I feel like would have been. Harder, I guess, Maladon. They just got, though,
1: so. yeah. If someone has dual citizenship and I'm missing them, I apologize, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that the Hornets feature two international. Is it bad
0: players. that I went to Kuboka first? <laughs> no,
1: yeah, they're no they're longer part these... of the team, unfortunately. <laughs> That's sad, yeah. No longer, no longer part of the team. Uh, but hey, speaking of the roster, a few weeks ago, Walker, before the preseason, uh, we did some roster predictions, so uh, this was kind of out of summer league. We did these roster projections. I've got them. I can put them on the screen for the viewing public. Uh, So here they were. These were our our rotation projections. The starters, LaMelo Ball getting 33 minutes per game, Rozier 35, Gordon Hayward 31, P.J. Washington 30, Mason Plumlee 21. Reserves, uh, we had Cody Martin at 24, Kelly Oubre at 24, Jalen McDaniels at 15, Mark Williams at 15, JT Thor at 12, uh, those were the only people that we assigned uh, minutes to. So that what late, was the loved, date again on this? I'm not. I'm not sure on the exact date, but it was in between summer league and okay and preseason. So this was. We just did. We didn't know. We didn't know about this. Was after Nick Richards played in a couple summer league games and then disappeared. Didn't really play all that well. So now we've got some changes to make. Walker, when we're considering, I mean, there's the obvious one is Lamella Ball is is not going to be starting because right. he's injured. That that will eventually change. So I'm just going to leave him in the starter position for now. Just assuming, you know, what's this going to look like when he gets back? Um, but you know, we assigned Mark Williams 15. That's that's obviously not not going to be the case. Walker.
0: <laughs> nope. No, so you got to move Nick Richards over there. I mean that—that's the first thing I notice is switching Nick Richards and Mark Williams, and Mark Williams will be over there next to Kai Jones, um, not getting anything right now. I, I don't. Are we Are we guessing a DNP CD for Mark Williams in this game against the Spurs? That's what I would I would say.
1: Uh, Yeah, he'll be there. Well, he'll be there pending. Yeah, I mean, if Mason Plumlee or Nick Richards gets hurt, Mark Williams will see the floor. Um, But if both of those players stay healthy in this game, and by the way, nobody else on the injury report, LaMelo Ball officially declared out of the game against San Antonio, but so far nobody else on the injury report. It seems like their strategy of nursing those injuries in the preseason, they're going to benefit from that, at least in this first game. Uh, even though they're obviously uh, going to be missing LaMelo Ball. So I'm just going to go ahead and assign Mark Williams' 15 to Nick Richards, although, honestly, I could see him getting a little bit more than that, a little bit more than 15. What do you think about that, Walker?
0: Yeah, I guess maybe if he – look, Nick Richards started to play better. We know Steve Clifford has really talked him up this offseason, so I guess there is a possibility of Nick Richards playing a little bit more. Um, The one thing, if you want to roll up, I guess, to – Terry Rozier. Uh, did, did we miss anything in, in the in the swing guys? or
1: We still haven't heard anything on Dennis Smith Jr. getting guaranteed contract. Yeah. I guess I don't know when that particular thing runs out where they would have to make a decision one way or the other. But I'm going to go ahead and slot all DSJ in uh, the third reserve spot in, in the point guard position because we know Terry Rozier is going to start at point guard. And and so we could see Dennis Smith Jr. accumulate some of those minutes that LaMelo Ball's going to leave. Uh, but you know, I still see Cody Martin as the second, as the first player off the bench. Yeah, um, Kelly Oubre is going to slot into the second wing position. W- w- I thought Cody Martin might get a shot to start, but he didn't play Damn. much in the preseason, so they're being careful there. Uh, but anything else you see? Like I'm still, we don't know anything about James Booknight. Uh, so I'm just going to leave that as a big old. I'm just going to put some question marks here because we just don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, Kai great. Jones, I'm pretty confident in, in saying he's going to be. That's going to be a DNP for sure.
0: Well, I think I think we could see some big time minutes from PJ.
1: Yeah, because Doug, as we talk about the Spurs game,
0: man, this is a huge game. No matter what you want the Hornets to do this season, if you want them to lose, then that means they really win because the Spurs are. Tanking for Wimbenyama. If you want them to try to win this year and get into the play-in tournament and they lose to the Spurs, then that makes that loss all that much more worse because this is you you have to have this as a victory, right? Like a a team you are better than, even without Lamelo Ball. We know that the Spurs they traded DeJounte Murray for three first-round picks. They traded their best player. This is a team that barely snuck in the play-in tournament. It was like 10 seed. And then they got rid of DeJounte Murray, their best player for guys that aren't gonna help them this year. So yeah, I it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a really big game for them. Um so what I'm looking at, by the way, McDaniels and JT Thor, those those are the two guys that I think are gonna be competing against one another, right? If Kelly Ubre is not playing well defensively, I, I don't know how much accountability Steve Clifford's gonna come in with just the first game, or if he tries to allow Kelly Ubre to play out of it, if that's something that happens. But Kelly, Jalen, like that three spot, especially if you need some help with the ball handling from Cody Martin, that that three spot, small forward is something I'm interested in.
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, we can afford to give, you know, I think we're going to have to give some more time probably to Terry. I think, you know, give him mm-hmm. a minute because we got 33 to give out here. Um, he was at 24. I'll just go ahead and put Kelly at 30. Uh, we can give, you know, maybe – yeah, more, I think. yeah let's go in 35 so how many have i given out now that's six seven uh six seven, 12 on,
0: i'm gonna let you do all this yeah 20 <laughs>
1: so we got 21 minutes left um and i'm gonna give nick richards at 15 i'm gonna say he gets more than that i'll give him uh i'll give him 18 i think Jalen mcdaniels gets a lot more what do you think about that
0: I'm not as sure as I used to be, but I, I do I do know that Steve Clifford likes him a little. So yeah, what we can give him more?
1: Yeah, let's. Uh, I think Cody Martin probably is going to be your sixth man off the bench, most likely. Uh, and then, you know, I think he does look into the depth a little bit. And so, you know, we could give JT Thor a few more. I don't know if this equals, I'm not going to do the math here while we're, while we're waiting to wrap this show.
0: You can make fun of us if you want to. If we just gave, if we just gave out 73 minutes to different starters, then no,
1: actually we didn't give enough because, um, Dennis Smith jr. Is probably most likely going to get some, I mean, you gotta, I mean, there's gotta be another point guard somewhere. So, and maybe Maladon, maybe, um, you know, it's not Den Smith Jr. Maybe they look at Maladon a little bit, at the guard position. I don't know.
0: I I have no clue what he's going to do. The more I look at this, because I, I remember doing the preview episode with Josh Lloyd last year. And I had that down pat, like he, I remember we were both comparing because he fills out the minutes projections, too, to try to figure out who you should draft in fantasy basketball leagues. And we had very similar numbers that we were, you know, throwing back and forth. I have no clue. Like with LaMelo out, Terry Rozier running backup point guard, DSG coming in. Now you go after Theo Melodon, who's on a two-way contract. But we don't know how much. Cody Martin's going to play up in the backcourt. This is can he even handle the crazy. ball. I like,
1: can, can. Maladon is that is that in his yeah. skill set? You know, I mean, yeah, All
0: right. yeah, it is. Yeah, so he'll he'll be he'll be a point guard. Like he'll be certainly in the backcourt like that. So,
1: so this is a big question mark then, and I, and I think something we, we hopefully uh, we'll, we'll hear from Steve on on Valley Sports. You know, what what is option there is a backup point guard, uh, but so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, some minutes are going to go here. Uh, And I think my other big question, does JT Thor see the floor at all? Does he reach back into, you know, the the wing rotation a little bit, the wing depth? um, Or does he rely more on, you know, even more minutes for Kelly Oubre and Gordon Hayward? You know, does Gordon Hayward get more than 30 minutes? Are they going to try to nurse him early in the season? A lot of questions at this point, uh, but this is is our best guess without giving (laughs) any minutes to point guard because we just don't know. I mean, you know, here, you don't I'll know about give,
0: Book Night. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'll just give, I'll just put a ten here again. I don't know if all these, these numbers probably don't equate to the total <laughs> amount of minutes. But here's what I will promise: I'm going to do a game sh- on this YouTube channel. I'm going to do a game preview, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix the rotations on NBA 2K, and so you can come hang out with me. Walker might join. I'm going to do this at six o'clock Eastern. So. Uh, subscribe and hit the notifications on YouTube and uh, I'll play this game out with the Spurs. I'll fix these rotations and uh, you can see if uh, the Hornets come out on top, if I come out on top and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Spurs too. So full game preview tomorrow, live on the YouTube channel, six o'clock PM Eastern.
0: Doug just found a way to try to monetize video game playing. That's basically what we've done (laughs) here. And so without playing esports and being good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm enjoying it.
0: That's it. Okay, we've got great content. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, we will be back for a recap of the Spurs game right after this. For uh, Make sure your second listen, you can get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every single day with Locked On NBA. Again, your daily NBA update in just half an hour we'll see what happens in game one man it's going to be a wild ride this season is about to be nutso (laughs) I have no clue what to expect so we'll try to break it all down on the lockdown Hornets podcast after the Spurs game